And this is Rebels Without a Clue, <laughs> our pop culture podcast. <laughs> that, that's steeped in old school tradition right there. Oh, yeah. Something that does not happen anymore. No, which no. is kind of a really sad fact. Yeah, and it's a nice segue into the topic for this episode. I kind of just want to get into it today because there's a lot of content about this one. Yeah, there is. Oh, and before we get started, I'm Tony. I'm Brad. There we go. So... Not as if people don't know by now, but... Yeah, you'd hope keep, listeners keep by now would have a fair idea of who we are. Yeah, but it's like when you do anal, you still want to use lube like every time, just to no, you don't. be You're polite. Bear back. Yeah, but then it hurts. Yeah, not us. It can. <laughs> yeah, at least that. Yeah, that'll, that'll do me. Anyway. Anyways. So, this week, guys, we thought... We'd take a trip down memory lane and sort of discuss shit that we used to do as kids and things we had growing up that kids in this generation miss out on. Yes. And they don't get to experience. And there's quite a disparity between what we had and did as kids compared to the childhood of many kids these days. Yeah. So, for example, a little bit of factual information. Okay. The average child now gets more than seven hours of screen time. So that can be iPads, TVs, whatever sort of console you want to put on. So effectively, the time that is recommended should be one to two hours. So they're exceeding that by about five hours, which is a real concern. And supposedly, um, just one in three children actually gets outside to go and actively be a child. Sad fact. It It is a bit sad. And now I do get times change and like it's, it wasn't so much a, like back when we were kids. Yeah. Right. Now for those playing at home, Brad and I have known each other for a long, long time. (laughs) A very long time. Okay. So we grew up together. Yes. Now when we were kids, there was no, there was no such worry as like our parents didn't really worry about us being out all day, not being able to contact us, not whatever. They just knew that all the kids were together and they were doing whatever they were doing. Yeah. And everyone's parents knew everyone's parents. So it was kind of okay because there was never a point where mum and dad would be like, oh my God, who's he hanging out with? Who's he hanging out with? Because we all lived within the same vicinity and really, really close proximity, it was fine because you'd be hanging out with like 15 kids. You're never, ever going to have dramas. Yeah, exactly. You'd have dramas between the kids doing shit to each other. Or you'd have dramas with particular neighbours, but... True. Yeah. Um, Evil man. But ultimately... Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> Evil man and Macaulay's dad. Oh. Or, or fuck it, or fuck with. There was a cross the road from me. <laughs> Don't get me car. <laughs> oh, let's let him get car. started on that. Because we'll, we'll the cars that. opposite my house <laughs> were a fucking <laughs> target range. It was bad. Anyways. We'll get to that later. But they didn't have that concern with, that people have now because it just... All this sort of, I guess, this fear of child abductions or um, child molesters and that sort of shit. Speaking of that, me and my mate Dino had a situation in which we were playing out the front of my house and there was a guy who rolled up in a van and said, boys, why don't you just come in? Really? Yep. We actually had that moment. And so I, being a little bit older than Dean at the time, realized something was a bit off. So run into the garage, shut the garage, and he was knocking on the garage. Holy saying, come on, guys, come on, come into the car. I've got lots of things in there for you. Jeez. So naturally, I shit myself, told mum and dad. Dad jumped in the car and fucking hooned around the streets looking for him. Head out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I didn't, you never said, you never told yeah, me. Yeah, no, nah, that, was, that was a pretty scary moment. Wow. Like. Yeah, I know, I know. That's... I could have been abducted. Mm. Me and Dean, little like sex slaves Ooh. out on the market. Ooh. No, you wouldn't want that anyway. No, not... not with my Crohn's infested ass. <laughs> I'm just about to say it. Trust that. me, I know. <laughs> Poor cunts would fucking have to deal with that. I'd uh... shit on their dick. <laughs> They're probably into that. That's a hardcore deterrent for anyone trying to rape me. <laughs> You just get shit on your dick. I'll just shit on you. I'll shit on you profusely. <laughs> it will come out like a fucking hose. Anyways. Um, but 
Definitely some of the coolest aspects of what childhood back then had compared to what they have now. Let, let's let's basing, just roll through some. we're basing this off a childhood through the 90s. Yes, yes. So I was born in 87. I was born in 1990. So we kind of had the bulk of our adolescent years through the 90s period. Through the 90s. And leading into, into early 2000s. 2000s. Yeah. yeah. So we had that good period of... Think about it. 90s music was amazing. Yeah. Um, Most of it. 90s fashion, for me, I still think was kind of cool in the sense that it was just... No one gave a fuck. Yeah. And everyone kind of ended up in a position where, you know, it was a whole situation of just being able to wear what you want and no one would really give a fuck. Which is kind of funny that you point that out because I'm noticing a lot of fashion trends now are leading back towards that kind of 90s influence. Yes, definitely. Which is, which says something for the era that it still had that much impact and still has that much impact that it's making a, re, a re, well, how do you say it? Uh, a, a resurgence. Oh, yes, yes, into, very much into so. Popu- into, like, into pop culture, yeah. really. Yeah, which kind of ties in perfectly with the actual topic of our podcast. Yeah. Hoi! <laughs> um... So, if we look back in our childhood, there were certain things that definitely stood out. One of the major things I find would definitely have to be the water fights. I'm going to bring it back even to a more basic point than that. It was our weekends. Yeah, everything led to the weekend. Everything that we did during the week, you got through school through the week, and everything you looked forward to was for the weekend. Yeah. Right? Now, because... Of where we grew up and how close we were all living, every weekend at the front of my house, primarily, yeah, there'd be a gathering of about oh, fifteen or so. Fifteen, yeah, roughly, let's say ten to fifteen kids, yeah, flocking up to the front of my house, going, "What are we doing today?" Yeah, oh my god, it literally was that. We would all wake up, have breakfast as quick as you could, and then everyone was outside, where it, unless it was raining. Yeah, and we'd all fucking be out for the whole day. Planning what the fuck we're going to do for the day. Yeah. And that would stretch between Saturday and Sunday. And it was kind of that situation of we'd do our stuff and you knew the day was not going to end until that street lamp came on. Yep. And that was the indicator for, hey, get the fuck back inside before your parents cane you (laughs) before dinner. So you'd end up with a sore ass before dinner, not being able to sit down. Unless one of your mates goes, why don't you come over to my house for dinner? Let's go ask your mum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was funny. You'd always use a mate to like help in assisting you. If you wanted to go to someone else's house for dinner, you'd get them to stand next to you while you ask. And mum couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, but yeah, it was just that planning of what you're going to do for the weekend, which, which it was kind of like setting that up for the weekend was like planning your own adventure. Literally. Literally. It literally was planning your own adventure. Because you, we weren't, I guess we didn't have as much access to a lot of technological, I guess, leisurely activities as what we have, what's available now. I know. When you think about it and you look at iPads and what else do kids use these days? iPads, consoles, computers, phones, tablets. There's a lot. There's a lot. There is a hell of a lot. Yeah. Look, all I'm really trying to say is that there is a lack of... Just that activity that we used to have when we'd go out and play. And even just the concept, when I say the word play. Yeah. The definition of play now compared to what we did is yeah. so vastly different. Yeah, like, I, I get what you're saying there. Because my version of play, or what I perceive it as now when kids say they're going to play, to me, I just think, oh, yeah, they're just going to jump online and play with their friends. Yeah. Right? For us, play was... Either going outside with your friends, yeah. or it was gathering all your toys and playing with that. And you'd sit on the ground, whether it be like, I know for me personally, it'd be sitting beside my house for some reason on the pavement and playing. Right. I used to take so many of my like fucking G.I. Joes. And you know what I used to do? This G.I. Joe. Actually Whoa. funny. I'd attach plastic bags to the cunt's arms and throw them off the roof. Parachute. Yeah. Yep. And my old man would stand down. I, what? Cockhead letting me go up on the roof. <laughs> and dad, can I get up on the roof? Why? Because I want to throw G.I. Joes off. Yeah, no worries. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? So he'd stand down there while I'm on top of the roof. 
throwing G.I. Joes down and yelling. I'm like, yay, yay. How much can that entertain someone? It did for a good hour for me. We we were very easily entertained. To it it was. It was simple to be entertained, though. Yeah. But you think, when it comes to that sort of thing, the amount of imagination that we used to use in regards Dude, to that, because sickening. we say, like, for example, that, taking what you were just saying, about throwing G.I. Joe's off the roof. <laughs> it's so dumb when I so say anyone that. else looking at what you were doing, that's what you were doing. But in your head, you were... I was you, watching... You pictured yourself in, like, in a mid-battle scene... 100%. Throwing your soldiers into battle. Literally. That's what it looked like in your head. Oh, without question. Right? So it's just that kind of imagination level that's so far, I guess, detached... Yeah. ...from how we saw it and as, and what kids do now because and it was know, exciting. I, feel, I feel that when kids get to a certain age when they start going into all this technological stuff that they have a lack of imagination it is because do you know what computers and technology thinks for you yeah so it doesn't require the effort that we had to go to to improvise and be clever about what we were doing yeah um, like I know, for example, even going back this is there's some funny stories attached to this hmm. kite flying. <laughs> So okay, okay. When well, I never really got into kite. Yeah, me, me, and my brother did at a certain point in time. Right. <laughs> Anyways, Dave comes home and goes, "Guess what?" I'm like, "What?" He goes, "I've got kites." I'm like, "Dave, kites are for fucking losers." How old were you at this point? Thirteen. Okay. Anyways, I quickly reversed my decision for saying kites are for fucking losers because I was losing my mind when I went outside and started using them. But Dave didn't re- like allude to me that they were death traps and i was like okay okay what do you you mean death traps okay so let me explain okay we decided i had the day off school right for some reason i was sick and dave was like he was the only one home with me at the time mum and dad were out and he's like hey let's go fly kites at the park the park implying the park next to the school where the football ground is (laughs) so i'm like yeah all right let's do it these kites probably had a wingspan of probably two meters or so so he starts pulling them up into the sky and we're floating them around and whatever. Anyway, lunchtime bell rings. All the kids flock out onto the oval. So Dave's got control of this thing and he's pulling it, like coming down, like swooping it down a little bit. Anyway, he's, oh God, this is fucked. Um, He's like, let's take out some kids. Dave, what do you mean? Let's take out some kids. He goes, no, no, no. We've got a deck one. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, all right, all right. So he starts swooping and swooping and the kids are jumping and trying to touch whatever. And he's like, nah, fuck it. Let's just do it. And he dips one. This thing's gathering speed. I can hear, you know, the sound of the kite, like it flutters really quickly. He's pulled it so hard. It's come down and actually like banged out on a kid. This kid's dropped like a sack of shit. Gets up. He's pissing himself laughing. He's at the time of his life. Um, Because he's just been fucking partially murdered by a kite. (laughs) Anyways, teachers on lunch duty obviously had seen it. Gone and told the principal. Principal comes up to us and goes, Oh, look, you know, we can't really have you doing this. And Dave's like, what? I'm not allowed to fly a kite. He goes, it's public ground. Get back inside, you fuckhead. Oh, my God. I was like, Dave, let's get in the car and go, man. So we had to bounce after that. But mum and dad never got wind of that story. We never told them, luckily, because um, there was numerous other times that he did it as well. We went down oh. to like public parks in like Maribyrnong and shit. And but not f- near a school, obviously. Not nearing a school, but Because if it was near schools track. as a sort of an occurring thing, I'd be a little bit concerned. No, this was near a running track to people running, and he was <laughs> dipping it at people running. So, he, he was a man of ideas. He was a fucking ideas man. I'll give him that. <laughs> Um, so yes, kite flying for me was a favorite pastime, I must say. Now, like we were discussing before we started and going back to my whole point of the whole weekends thing being our, being much our choose your own adventure sort of thing. Yeah. Our summers. Oh my God. Where do we even begin? I'm going to start with our, what we deemed as the super summer of sports. Literally, we prescribed a fucking name to our summer. We actually did. We... A bunch of the, I guess, the neighborhood kids when we hung out before the holidays came into play. Yeah. On the weekends when we were sort of, when it got towards the end of the day, we we're winding down, thinking we've got to do something big this summer. We've got to do <laughs> something really big this summer. When school lets out, it's game on. Yeah. And so one of the, one of the, I guess, 
I guess you could have called him the leader of yeah. the group, Steve. Yeah, yeah. He came up with the name because it was always at the front of my house and him and my brother were really close. Yeah. So they, they ended up calling it the Copper del Carmine Super Summer of Sport. Yeah. So it was a very elaborate name. It was. But we all frothed it. It was and amazing. we were dying. So we were actually picking what sports we were going to play. So we did, all right, day one, we're going to do footy. Yeah. Day two, we're going to do cricket. Day three, we're going to do soccer. And we just kept rotating through sport after sport after sport, day after day for two weeks straight. It was. I've never been so exhausted in a summer. Like, my body, by the end of the night, was absolutely fucking spent. But you know what the beauty of it was? We were cooked at the end of every day, but next morning came, fucking up and at it again. Yeah. And, like, it was weird because it was weekends... My body hadn't acclimatized to being up late at this point. So yeah. you'd be waking up at eight o'clock and you'd be at your mate's house by nine. Yeah, yeah. And Definitely. ready to go. Like, yep. let's get into it. Yep. Um, but I do recall when we had one of the sessions of cricket, went over to the Oval, right? We're like, let's get really elaborate. Let's get all the pads. Let's get everything down, yep. right? We had enough people that day as well. I was fielding out in, like, the outfield area. Yeah. Anyways, one of the boys has decided to hit a nice ball up in the air using proper cricket balls, so they're not soft, and I've gone for a dive, completely misjudged where my body was going to land. As I've landed it, the ball's gone in between my arms, not into my hands, and smacked me on the under of my jaw. <laughs> I've never had so much blood in my mouth and then trying to explain that to mum and dad. And I remember all you boys going, no, 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 don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone, then we won't be able to do this anymore. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, all right. And I'm just gurgling with fucking blood in my mouth. I can't believe that we actually thought like that was our biggest concern that we Literally. wouldn't be able to do it again. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't tell anyone you got hurt because then we can't do this anymore. And then even the sessions of cricket out the front of your house when we felt like when we'd tape up half a ball wasn't enough we needed to progress to a cricket ball no we progressed to half the ball first then progressed to taping the whole ball, ball yeah then to a cricket ball that cricket ball led to a lot of fucked up shins that definitely but even the taped balls led to a lot of disasters yes like the amount of times <laughs> where we played at the front of my house to break one of the front lights, <laughs> going crap. Me and Carmine, me and my brother, fucking shitting bricks, going fuck. Mum is going to kill us. And I reckon your mum replaced those lights. You don't easily, want to know how many times. Easily over ten times. The lights have never been the same. They will never work properly ever. They're fucked. Uh, not to mention, I remember out the front of my house when we were playing with those balls, the sound of it hitting the garage door. Oh, yeah. My garage door was fucking ruined. Yours was? Ruined. The, 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 I've still got red marks on it from using fucking cricket balls. I don't hear the end of it. I don't know it. if you remember this one. I think it was once, I think we just got a light replaced. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all going, all right, be careful, guys, be careful. And my brother was up to bowl. Oh, no. And he does that fucking weird action. Yeah, he does that weird action when he goes to bowl. And like, come on, just be careful. Uh -huh. Yeah, all right. Goes to bowl, fucking lobs it. <laughs> Although it doesn't go down, it fucking just sails up and hits the fucking light again. <laughs> fucking idiot. Oh, that oh, killed me. Man. There was a lot of damaged property. Yeah. But the fact is that. From basically the minute we woke up to sundown, that's what we were doing. Yeah. We, yeah. Were, we were being, like, we were all together, we were having fun, we were being social, and just doing and our thing. And you know what, as well, you'd fucking, like, fall over, you'd hurt yourself, you'd end up with bruised and bloodied knees, and, you know, you'd hit your face, or whatever it was, but you didn't go and bitch. Like, it wasn't a thing where it was like, oh, you know, I can't play anymore. Look, maybe for you... I was a bit but younger. Yeah, I was going to say you were younger, so it's understandable yeah. if you were in that. But the position. thing is, though, because I was a younger kid, if I hurt myself, yet yeah, did the cry, run inside, mum patch you up, but and then you come back outside. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just keep going. It was the common practice that if you hurt yourself, you go back in, you fix yourself up, and you're back out again, yeah. ready to go. Now, speaking on the whole Super Summer of Sport, yeah, not only was there sport involved, but like you were leading to before. Those fucking water fights. We had probably some oh of the most extensive water fights God. that you could possibly comprehend. Let so me say. This is when pretty much 
at the time, super soakers were at their peak. They were of absolutely peaking off their tits. When they came out with the fucking pump gauges on the side. Yeah. To see how much pressure you had built up. Yeah. Or you even had the one that had the pulse action. Yes. So they actually shot like a machine gun. And I remember the two of the, the single hand guns that we would use yeah. chasing because they were a little bit more versatile yeah. and easy to run around with. Yep. Or even just resorting to the good old fashioned... Um, we you had your water bombs or even just filling up a bucket and running around with a bucket. <laughs> yeah. And then when shit got real serious, some idiot would just decide to get the fucking hose. Oh, but I, I recall with the bucket. So I feel like it's like a shotgun because <laughs> up close, it does epic damage. From far, far away, away, you're fucked. Uh, you're throwing you're it and missed. you're hoping for the best. Basically, you just wash the streets <laughs> yeah. is what you did with the and bucket. And do you remember how extensively wet the streets got by the end of the oh, fucking water fight? Like it just had a torrential downpour. <laughs> and I remember there was one where it escalated to the point where people were actually driving at this stage. So... No, it wasn't people driving at that point. It was your brother. <laughs> it was just your fucking brother. He was doing drive-bys with water bombs. Yep. When that stopped, he's like, how do we take this one step further? So Dave decides to get an extension on the hose and go stand on the roof yep. and pummel anyone that was walking past. Suffice to say, he won that battle. And the problem there was, was, no, was... There was no beating that. There was no factor of, okay, well, it's everyone being a part of the water fight. It was anyone that was walking by. <laughs> Dave, they don't want to get wet, bro. Leave them alone. Uh, but just, like, those memories of having those epic water fights, and it was always... One team versus another team. Yeah. And it was always picked between two people that were captains and you'd pick two. Like, and just go pick by pick. And of course, I always got picked last. But do you know bastards. what? There was never a thing of people getting really disgruntled about the way, like, you know, no one was ultra sensitive in the fact that you'd have a water fight, you'd pick teams. <laughs> disgruntled. Yeah, I know. But, it, you know, anyway, you yeah, I get seriously. your point. I get your point. But it was a whole situation of everyone was there to have fun. It didn't matter as long as you were involved. Yeah, exactly That's right. all it came down to. Exactly right. But even then... And it's just sad that kids now won't get that experience. No. Because they don't get it. And see, like, we talk about it. We've got so many memories of the stupid shit that we used to do. Like, yeah. it is endless. Yeah. But you'd go talk to, it like, a young kid these days, like 12, 13, 14, and they wouldn't have... Anywhere where remotely near the sorts of memories that we do. I can only imagine the kind of stories that 12 or 13 year olds will have when they're our age. Yeah. And they're like, oh, remember that one time me and my friend got like a 30 day streak on Snapchat? <laughs> yeah. Oh my fucking God. And your point? Oh my God, Tony. We said do so many funny me. things. Like, oh, remember that day we played Counter Strike for eight hours? Like, please, yeah, it's man. Like, where's the story? There, there's like, no story. You did a thing. Um, or even when <laughs> Billy carts <laughs> That was a phase Again, death traps on wheels <laughs> If we ever got them rolling They never got rolling <laughs> That was the thing Someone had sitting in it and the legs had collapsed out But you know what the beauty of it was Is that when we tried to build these billy carts It's not as if we got our parents to go to Bunnings For example <laughs> Get the materials we need to build it No we looked for scraps anywhere. <laughs> majority, majority of the time, looking at houses that are being built and stealing the, the materials from there the building There was a sites. lot of building site material racked yeah. around this town. Oh, yeah. There was so much wood left over or like a chair that had been left behind yeah. or fucking oh, well, we wheels that we take off, off a trolley or yeah. whatever. Oh, that was literally the only way to go because that yeah. was where we could only get small wheels from. Exactly, because... I'm not going to ask your parents, can you go buy some wheels? Nah, it'd be stupid. God, I know. They'd laugh in our faces. Actually, the only time I can recall where we asked a parent for something yeah. to help us play yeah. was I remember during our hockey phase. When we needed hockey sticks that and was, balls what year, and pucks. What year did Mighty Dust come out? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I, I can have a look. mid-90s? Let me have sure. a quick sus. Anyway, well, yeah, elaborate. When we got big into, into Mighty Ducks... We started playing roller hockey. So ninety two. I was five. I was two. Yeah. So so that didn't happen till later on for us. Yeah. But yeah, it was when Mighty Ducks had become like a big thing for us at that time. Everyone got their rollerblades for Christmas, and then hockey came. But in. do you remember where, like, when we got our rollerblades, we got the most hackful rollerblades initially when we all first started. Remember, they were like the Kmart forty dollar ones. Those were the ones bad. I used for the entirety. 
Okay, well, that was you. And they were fucking baller. I progressed they fucking lasted, into man. paying $190 for mine. Yeah, that you, was for you a took time. it a bit too far. I did. I, you I, were that one kid that like, oh, he's taking this way too No, no, no. Anu had the best rollerblades by far. That kid forked out like $300 blades. But that's why he dominated when we did play hockey. That's true. And the whole thing was, when we used to play hockey, so we'd play street hockey... And we'd use, I don't know if anyone recalls, if you obviously grew up with an Australian childhood, we had the recycling bins, which was a little tub. A black um, tub. Black tub. Yep. And you'd line that up at the edge of the street and, and one on the other side. And then you'd use, we realized pucks didn't work. Not on some, like gravel. No, 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 no. We made them work. Yeah, but. We that, made the pucks work. It was work. kind of a disaster until it we was, got balls. But we made it work. When we got the actual hockey balls. We never got the hockey balls. Yes, we did. I remember we started, well, what, from what I remember, we started off with tennis balls. Yeah. And then someone got a puck. And then we started using the puck. We did. I don't puck. remember the hockey ball. Because the whole thing was the hockey puck would never move along the gravel well. So that's why later on, when we became a bit more. Intelligent about the way we were setting up. Yeah. We bought balls. And this is where I'm leading into the whole, um, I guess, the ingenuity. We did. We, and the stories that come from these sort of activities. <laughs> Using a puck that later became a dentistry tool. Oh my God. So, leading into that story. Yep. So, we were playing hockey and at the front of your house, I believe, in your court. Yes. And next to your house was a house that was being built. Correct. Pretty much mostly still paddock with a foundation on there. And that foundation stuck around for about 15 years. Yeah, yeah. They should have had more money to build their house. Anyway, so the puck went into some tall grass next to a brick. And two of the boys were hacking away at it. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll just use their real names. So it was Tyson and one of the other boys, Tavi. Now, they're, going, they're trying to hack away at the ball. Tyson taking it a bit too far. Just sweet hacking, hacking, hacking. He hits the puck. It bounces up. Hits Tavi in the mouth. Now, before I continue, Tavi had one buck tooth. Yeah, it was buckled. Yeah, so it was one tooth that was sticking out. So the pucks come flying up, hit him in the mouth. <laughs> He's covered his mouth like, oh shit, is he okay? Is he okay? So like, move your hand, move your hand. Little did we know. Which straightened his tooth. The puck straightened his tooth. <laughs> Tyson pretty much performed dental surgery on the kid and fixed his fucking tooth. <laughs> Oh my god, god, they were good times, dude. It but. was amazing, and even to the ingenuity part of it, where when we lost so many balls going down the drain, we went down the drains. Not only did we go down the drains, but we learned after a while the wood that we found that the house that was being built would block would use the drains to block the drain. Yes, we learned, we did, and always that overcome when we were playing on the streets. As soon as we saw a car, it was just a universal car. And everyone moved. It was. And it was like, there was always, whoever was closest to the bin would pick up the bins. Yep. And then we'd be sweet. Everyone up on the side and the car would be driving and going, why the fuck are all these kids in my court? <laughs> <laughs> it was like fucking hordes of us. Yeah. But do you remember like at points it got pretty aggressive? Like the, some of the games, it got heated as fuck. It did. Um, but that's what made it fun. Yeah. Because... Yes, it was fun, but it was also competitive. Yeah. And without people getting all, oh, I don't want to play anymore because it's too competitive. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. Uh, Fuck off with that mentality. I'm sorry. Yeah. But these days, kids can't embrace the fact that, you know what? You may lose. You may lose at life. That is okay. That's Get life. fucking over it. That's fucking life. It's man. called resilience. Learn to build it. <laughs> Christ. But yeah, just... Those sort of things and little things like that, it just makes me, I guess, a little sad for kids these days. And I just think primarily of my niece, who's only two going on three, Yeah, that she's not going to have those kind of experiences. Yeah, on. I know. She just won't have that. It's sad. Which is, it's sad. Yeah. But even like, you know, you, you do a lot of outside activities, you know, we've talked about all the sport aspects. Tiggy. <laughs> You would get so creative about hiding from people when you were playing Tiggy. Oh, yeah. That it borderline became trespassing. For, so, for anyone who's an international listener, yeah. Tiggy, for us, oh. is known as Tag. Yes, yes. So, basically, same aspect. Um, we also did call it Chasey. Yeah. But I think Chase is a universal term. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, but, like, I distinctly remember 
the amount of times that I was getting chased and my feet would give out from underneath me <laughs> and I'd end up rolling on pavement, hurting myself drastically, but I didn't give a fuck because I was it and I needed to get fucking someone back. Or you weren't or you were getting chased by whoever was it and you weren't gonna become it. No, no, there was never a chance of that. No, you fucking got back up and you ran. Like that was shit. the only point in my life where I felt like a genuine loser. <laughs> if I got tagged, I was like, I am now a loser. I need to hand this off to someone else. <laughs> I, it was only fair is that this, there was enough of a distribution. Is this loser identity, identity transferable. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, as soon as that touch hit you, it's a soul destroying moment. Oh, yeah. And you're like, nah, nah, I'm not dealing with this. You may not be the quickest kid, but you would get creative about how you would tag. You would corner someone like a fucking predator looking for prey. Oh, God. It was intense. It was intense games. Yeah. But there was also the whole, um, even, I guess, when we couldn't think of anything else to do, or when we were feeling a bit mischievous. Yeah. (laughs) Nick knocking. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I did that way too many times. We all did. Yeah. It was, it got a little bit out of control in the later years when we progressed it more and it became more than just knick knocking. Did you ever, did you ever do a thing called power boxing? No. This is something that was introduced to me from uh, Tyson's brother, Dane. Okay. Now, the concept is very similar. It involves knick knocking. Uh huh. But what you do is you have, you go up in a pair. Uh huh. So one way to the front door and the other one goes to the side of the house where the power box is. Uh-huh. So, what you do is you turn the power off first, and then you knock on the door and piss bomb. So, when you knock on the door, especially if it's at night, yeah. they go to get up, turn the lights on, nothing turns on. Oh, Christ. <laughs> that was fucked. The, yeah, that's intense. That that's requires when we knew it was like, a serious that's, run. That's too, that's too much. But, like, there was also, like, I know, I went with my brother once to do it, and... He literally dumped like a sh- like dog shit on someone's doorstep. I'm like, Dave, man, this is the shit they do in movies. They do not do this in real life. But a little it's bit a of a flaming bag again. Side Come note: on the fire brigade. This is how much coercion happened in my family, right? So, me and Dave, Dave had his license not for long. Now we were in Glenroy, oh, no. in like near the um, market area. Yeah. And we're driving and we noticed that there was a truck that was unpacking like fresh fruits and stuff. So Dave starts doing loops around this block. I'm like, Dave, what are you doing? He goes, canvassing. I said, what? What? Just canvassing. What is canvassing? Canvassing the area, looking at it, sussing it out. So I'm like, why? What the fuck do you want to do? So he's like, open your door. I said, we're moving. He goes, just open the door a little bit. I'm like, okay. He goes, so the next time we come around... He goes, you see those boxes of fruit? You need to grab a couple and then get back in the car. Dave, I'm like, I'm 15. I'm not doing this. He goes, if you don't do it, you're walking home. (laughs) With a threat like that, it's not an idle threat with him. He would actually make me do that. So we're driving and he's like, get ready, get ready, get ready. Go, go. Opens the door. I'm bolting. I pick up these things of fruit, dump them in his back seat. And I hear, oh, like, you know, old wog style stuff. What are you doing? Anyways, Dave starts driving. I'm chasing fucking Usain bolting it next to the car. Dived in. He's like, yeah, good work. Good work. We drove off. And I'm like, see, see, these are the sorts of stories that 10 years from now you look back at and go, fuck, I'm glad I did that. But now, now this, this is a big... This is a big sort of, I guess, juxtaposition going from innocent knick-knocking yeah. to fucking pretty much theft. theft. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. There's a big difference. I'm okay with kids these days not experiencing that aspect of True. it. True. Look, I wouldn't okay? recommend it. I don't recommend kids going out stealing fruit from people. No, but at the end of the day, when you think about it, it's a little bit of harmless fun. Really? Theft is harmless fun? Well, it's fucking fruit. No matter which way you cut it, it's theft. Did you ever steal anything? Once. What? A packet of chewing gum. You fucking turd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mum made me feel like a turd. <laughs> okay, so understandably, we did a lot of shit outdoors. Yeah. But nice segue into the fact that even if it was pissing down rain, yep. we weren't able to be outside, we'd think creatively, well, what can we do now? Or let's say in comparison now, when let's say... The internet's down. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say there's an internet outage. Mm-hmm. I just think these days, 
What would kids do? There's not enough imagination to come up with something. What would they do? Yeah. Because most of the time, let's say, most of the way that kids get their media now is through stream. Yeah. Okay, so it's through an internet and an active service. Okay? So they'll use Netflix or Stan or Amazon Prime or YouTube or Twitch, whatever the hell they're using. Now, if the internet goes down, they're fucked. Yeah. They don't, they've got no There is no sense of creativity to come up with a game. Like, you even think now, like, as grown-up people, if we're all sitting in the garage and we're talking, how many times have we played stupid word games or random little stories like what-ifs or would-you-rathers? Just stupid little things where, because we've grown up with the childhood that we had, we're able to think creatively to come up with ideas. Yeah. Whereas now, if I put literally, like, five... 13-year-old kids, boys, in a room. Oh, no, let's say a mix. Boys and girls. Okay, boys and girls. Do you think... Like, okay, in a room, no devices. No devices. Nothing. Just a room, chairs, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And see, the fact that you just said chairs, like, I, I in my head, I'm considering how do I stack all of them up as high as they can go <laughs> before they collapse. And well, you're not going to do much with, like, five chairs. But no, but what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I but still have the ingenuity to go, well, that's something that I do. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you'd make a train, like, and then actors, you're on a fucking boat and you're defending it from people around you. Yeah. It's just that ability to think like that. Imagination. 100%. Yeah. And I think that's what puts in good stead for, especially, this is might be getting a little bit off topic, but I think some of the best and most like hardworking and really successful people come from a basis of having that ingenuity and that creativity to think. Yeah. Like being able to step outside the box. How do I look at this idea differently from the way everyone else is? Mm-hmm. And I think our childhood would be a real factor in that. Yeah, definitely. So... Like even things like, like you were saying before, apart from taking the things from being outside and that sort yeah, of yeah. stuff... Because not look as much as you wanted to be together every weekend, sometimes that didn't happen. So you had to think like, and especially once some of the kids in the group got older and they doing their own thing or had or started doing work and that sort of stuff. Yeah, they were doing. The group got smaller and smaller as time go on. So you had to think of new things. Like there were some weekends where I remember it was just me and you sometimes, and yeah. we'd rip out because at the time it was relatively innocent. Yeah. at that point. Toy guns were a huge thing. Oh my God. Where now, do we even of, begin? Now, the amount of hours you and I spent at your house and that construction site next door yeah. to your house. Or even the big one across the road from me. Yeah. With our toy guns, making up these weird or just really out there little stories of the kind of the mission that we were on. 100%. Like, I think we took a lot of, like at the time you used a lot of inspiration from Predator. Oh, without question. Yeah. Without like, question. I'm this person and you're that person. And, and do you remember that person. When you, you have this gun. You have this gun. You bought a Gatling gun? I wonder why. Hold on. Hold on. I didn't buy the Gatling gun. Tavi did. Tavi did. He had the Gatling gun. And we were in... In the later years, oh. I borrowed it <laughs> off him and I still have it. But do you know what? <laughs> the funny thing is... Remember how fucking big that was when we bought that it? That was gigantic. Do you remember how small it was when you pulled I it still out? Have it. I know that's my point. Do you remember how tiny it is now? It's not very big. No, no. <laughs> but back then it was fucking it was enormous. But like we found ways to build storylines of what nothing. we had to do. Like you literally could put us in a room and it was like, well, we'd come up with the idea, hey, we need to defend this room from, you know, people yeah. invading. Yep. So, you know, you go to that corner, I'll, I'll stay from this corner and we'll protect it. Yeah. Just fucking ideas yeah. like that. Or if you were by yourself, like, okay, let's take, for example, at the, like, I guess, the, let's, I'll give it a comparison. Right? Yeah. So let's say a Saturday morning for what us kids did as opposed to what kids would be like now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, obviously, with the kids now, I'm making assumptions. I know making assumptions is makes an ass. But do you know what? Educated assumptions. I'm just going to make an assumption. Go. Okay? So, my idea for kids now is that basically they wake up, jump on their phone or tablet, and start surfing the net straight away, yeah. talking to their friends, whatever they're doing. Okay? And they're pretty much veg all day, and that's what they do. Yeah. Right? Pretty much what I do now. Um, but... When I was a kid, for example, I can remember my kind of my routine. So because when I was younger, I would wake up first. I was I woke up the earliest. So whatever time it was, I would sneak out of my room, go to the TV room. Now, 
the TV we had, it was the old tube TVs, yeah. right? So it had that thing where you turned it on and it did that. So it did that really loud noise as soon as you turned it on. Yeah, yeah. So you'd turn it on and you'd wait to see if anyone else woke up because you didn't want to wake anyone else up because you got in trouble. Yeah, you did. Right? You waited. All right, it's good. You turn up the volume just enough for you to hear it and you'd put it on Saturday morning Disney straight away. Fuck yeah. And you'd be watching that until people started to wake up. Yeah. Which, no matter how soft you put it, it still woke up the parents. Not to mention, okay, so this is the thing for me. I'd do the same sort of principle. Yep. Wake up early in the morning, TV. I'd go make a bowl of Fruit Loops. Yeah. Sit there, have Fruit Loops, realize it's still probably another fucking hour or two before anyone gets up because I'm up at 6 a.m. like a dumb cunt. Yeah. But, so what do I do? Oh, I'm going to go get my Legos. My Legos would come out and I'd fucking sit there for hours. Yep. And that would keep me preoccupied. I'd build everything under the sun. Yeah. And I had the shittiest Legos. I had a red box. The red tub, right? The red tub. 100%. But you just had, a, had this red tub full of like, what was it? Like a thousand pieces yeah. or something like that. It wasn't from a set or anything. It was just blocks. But you made whatever you fucking... Whatever your imagination cooked up out of what pieces you had. Like, even for me now as a grown adult, I walked into the Lego store in Doncaster Shopping Centre the other day. Right. It's so not what Lego was back then. Yeah. Like... It's so much more technical it's, and yeah. all that sort of shit. And which is fair enough. You know, I, I understand Legos the progression. Evolved. Yes. But there's something pure and authentic about using just blocks to build. But Ooh. I like the fact... Well, okay, I know we're diverging, diverting a little bit. But I still like the fact that with Lego, you can still get those buckets with just blocks. 100%. With no thing to well, it. I could it's do it now and I'd still have fun. I think fun. you can still get them. Yeah. Which is why Lego, I think, is still the test of time because it's timeless. it appeals to all, I guess, generations. Yeah. And like if my child, for example, let's say, you know, he or she is five or six and playing Lego, I would happily sit down for a couple hours easy and play as well. Yeah. I have no issue with doing yeah, that. Same. Because do it, it is fucking fun. I do it with my niece all the time. She hasn't progressed to Lego yet. She's still on Mega Blocks. Mm -hmm. Or, sorry, Duplo. But it's still there and I'll still play with her because. It's fuck. It's essentially Lego. Yeah, it's great. So not even that. You know, we talk about Lego and how you know it had such a significant part of our childhood. But then also just the concept of toys. Yeah, like yeah, what you exactly said before. Right. What I said before we started. Look, the whole concept of toys. Like I'm, I'm thinking now, a toy still a thing. I, I don't like, know. Do kids even want toys anymore? I think just the definition of toys has changed so drastically. Yeah. Well, you're right. Yeah, because I mean, what is a toy now? I don't know. I, what do you even categorise as toys? Because i got a feeling that toys... Well, let's say, okay, for a generation now, I think until they get to the age... Well, whatever age they get introduced into technology to, mm. that's where toys are relevant up to that point. But then you as think about it... As soon as that stuff kicks in, toys are fucking out the window. How early some kids are getting introduced to technology. And I, I, getting, I fucking get it. It's in schools. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But a lot of kids now, their toys are being introduced before they can fucking walk. Yeah. They're getting an iPad thrown in their face before they even know how to speak. Yeah, which is really, really, like, really sad. No, you don't do that shit. No, no. Again, like I said last time, I'm not a parent, so I can't speak on behalf. But to me, it just seems wrong. Yeah, it, it, I, it doesn't I feel right. Like it. And like, I don't know whether it's just because of the fact that we had the childhood that we did. Mm. But I still feel to a degree... That there needs to be that exposure to just general play. Mm. Like, learn how to play with yourself. Oh, yeah. God, that sounds disgusting. That is... You don't do that until you're about 13, 13 14. <laughs> yeah. I knocked it out earlier. I did 12. Me too. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, anyways, moving on. Um, well, we both have older brothers, so that's, yeah, that we, played a we big learned. influence. We learned. Yeah, we did. Um, um, anyway, but let's say, for example, toys that we had as kids. Like, yeah. Out of toys that you remember growing up, yep. what are some of the ones that you remember the most? Okay, so I had all the G.I. Joes yeah. and the cars as part of the G.I. Joes. Okay. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fuck yes. The set of them was just... And yeah, you see how much they fucking retail on eBay for yeah. now? Yeah, especially the original ones. Um, mm -hmm. And I also... Oh my God, you just triggered a memory. Go. Okay, so when I... Oh my God. When I go to bed... I had two little ninja people, right? Literally, okay. they just look like little ninjas. But because I was obsessed with football, I'd be in bed practicing what, like, speckies. Or speckies is basically really good, like, marks. 
Peep. It's a mark. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm, uh, anyways. It's I, a really good catch. Yeah, basically. So I'd mimic with these two ninja people how they'd take a specky and shit. I'd do this for like half an hour to an hour. And that would put me to bed. Like, that was my little activity before bed. It was like, oh, the lights are off. What can I do now? Well, the hallway light's on, so I still have a little bit of light. So I'd play in bed with these little things. But it was things like that because it's like my mind never stopped ticking over. I just wanted to keep doing that sort of shit. Yeah. It's fucking crates. I Excuse me. Toy-wise, for me, I remember, obviously, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you were... To, like if you were a bit past this point yeah. when it became big oh actually no you would have been around for this first one okay but the Power Ranger toys oh yes yes fucking Black Ranger for life <laughs> yeah although later on in my later years it's fucking Green Ranger all the way he's okay. a fucking mad cunt um, then Street Sharks yes were you past that point for Street Sharks uh, or were you still just there I, I was past it but I was still interested in it yeah because I do remember the figurines and they were fucking cool they ass. were fucking cool they were super fuck. super cool dude that was so um, fucking fun yes fuck yeah or even just the vast amount of like Hot Wheels cars but do you even think like remember when the Royal Melbourne show was on mm-hmm. you wouldn't give a fuck about the expensive show bags all you wanted was toy gun show bags like <laughs> Army show bags. So you'd be running around yes. the house throwing fucking plastic grenades at your parents. <laughs> plastic grenades. Oh God, pretending yes. to stab cunts with fucking plastic knives. Yeah. And if you got an M16 in a show bag, you were literally... That had the little piece of red plastic towards the barrel. And when you pulled the trigger, you'd see the little sparks flying in 100%. It. Oh my God. Yeah. That, yes. that, this is what I'm saying. Yes. Like, Oh my God. Go, Speaking me. of guns, cap guns. Oh. Fucking cap guns. And if you they didn't have out. a cap gun, you'd go to the fucking milk bar, buy caps, and hit them with a hammer. I don't, okay, so... <laughs> yes, but milk, <laughs> milk bars in general. They had some of the best random shit you could ever purchase. The guns that I bought from the local milk bar oh, yeah. was actually ridiculous. Yeah. I think I literally... But you wouldn't walk out with just a cap gun. No, no. You'd walk out with a cap gun and and pockets full of lollies. Yeah, warheads were my go because it was like, ooh, it's sour. It's going to fuck up my mouth. Speaking of old school candy, warheads? Yeah. Do you remember ghost drops? Yeah, of course I do. They were fucking amazing. And your mouth was black as fuck and you thought you were a cool Whatever colour you... And you were like, ah. Whatever colour you had. Yeah. Because it came in the rainbow of colours with those. But like my soul, I always wanted black. You had kablooies? Oh, Do you remember Kablooies? So Kablooies were these hard candy in the shape of a ball that were all blue and yep. they'd turn your mouth all blue. But then once you got to the center of it, it was bubblegum. Yeah. And they were fucking, they were, like, those are the ones that you had to save up a little bit for because they were a bit pricey. Yeah. But they but were pricey, fucking... like, you laugh at that now. <laughs> My version of pricey is 50 cents. Yeah, warheads were 10 cents. <laughs> So that's why you knew if you had a 50 cent coin, fuck, I'm, I'm cashed up, it's I'm like, getting five. It's like one candy versus five. Yeah. So you're like, well... You learnt and understood the concept of, well... Value for value, money. Inflation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you kind of realised, like, the milk bar was the hub. Mm. You knew you could get whatever you needed from there. As long as mum and dad gave you a, a bit of coinage for the weekend. Um, if you had a little bit of, well, shrapnel, yeah. I'm going to call it. Yeah. Like, alright guys, grab your bikes, we're gonna go to the milk bar. Yeah. So you'd all hop on your bikes, you'd ride down there, you'd go in, buy your shit, and you'd come out feeling like the fucking you'd be so happy. Oh mate, it was the There's smallest, no way to describe the joy. The smallest things would create such amounts of happiness. Oh yeah. It was weird because you know at the end of the day you're doing it with your mates, you're on your bikes, you're having a laugh. You go back, you congregate together in the garage or wherever in front of someone's house and you'd all pop warheads together at the same time and just watch how dummies see, all look. And, yeah, and see who can last, who can keep Who's it in the Who's not going to pull a face. Yeah. 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 Fuck yes. Yeah. Now, the morning side of things. Yeah. That's one comparison. Now, another one is Friday night. Oh, my way. <laughs> Friday nights. Okay. So, now, give me your Friday night potential so Friday routine. night for me was... Get get home from school. Yeah. Watch cartoons. Yeah. Now, usually on Friday nights, mum would be obviously pretty tired from yeah. work, so it'd be getting most most of the time fish and chips. 
100%. Okay. That was a lock-in on a Friday. So, you'd, we'd go down to West Meadows. <laughs> yes! <laughs> order the fish and chips. Then, walk... Actually, or, it was uh, that or Greenvale. Yeah. You'd order your fish and chips, and while you're waiting for it, you'd walk over to either Video Busters... <laughs> or Video Easy. Or Video Easy, and they would always, they'd always have a deal where yeah. you'd get, like... What, what did you say before? So, two new releases. Two new and, releases, and eight weeklies for and 10 And eight weeklies bucks. for $10. Yeah. So... Your mum would go pick her movies and then you'd go pick yours. Yeah. So you'd have your stack of movies. Mum would you'd go get your food. You'd go home, eat, and then you'd be watching movies all weekend. And mum and dad would always end up choosing whoever I was with. They'd always get the new releases and I'd yeah. just get cashed up on fucking weeklies. Yeah. But I also remember like the deals that me when my sister would take me to get movies. I'd get 10 weeklies for 10 bucks as well. Yeah. And it was the fucking best thing of my life because... But it was just... it was There was something about... Being in the video store and going and just looking at them and picking, oh, I want that, I want that, I want that. Whereas you put the comparison now, yeah, it's let's see what's on Netflix. Yeah, it's just it's not the same. Like Blockbuster on a Friday night was an adventure. Yeah, it was. People would congregate there, and like I was actually best friends with the people that worked at the video store. I was there that much. Yeah. I actually found out a funny detail. I had over six and a half thousand rents when time closed of that video store. So I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. Um, but it was something special about going in and do you remember <laughs> you walk into Blockbuster and they had the TVs? Yeah. And you'd watch they had all the trailers for the potential new movies that were coming out onto yeah. VHS. Yeah. And you'd be standing there, oh my god, oh my god, Mum, go and ask if that one's out yet. Go and ask if that one's out. I fucking love those. See, times. for me, because I was the young I was I was young, it was always alright, mum would go look wherever. I'd be running straight to the kids section. Yeah. Straight away and I'd just be loading up on fucking cartoons. But the funny thing is that when you got your weekly movies, it's not like you watched them once and you put it away. You watched them as many times as you could before you had the freaking return. You literally did. Yeah. Oh my God. You'd watch it, rewind it, next one. Watch it, rewind it, next one. And then once you went through them all, you do it again. Yeah. And you get that one that you just loved and you watch it over and over and over until it was time to take it back. Or if you... And then you try and hide it and, oh, it's a couple of days late because you've fucking snagged it in your room in your VHS and you realise, oh, shit, mum's going to kill me. Or when you go back, you'd be like, can I get this one again? Oh, I know, reborrowing. <laughs> reborrow it again. Oh, my God. I had so many... fucking week. So oh, many movies oh I'd reborrow. Just, it just that experience, you just... It's 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 unfortunate that that's not a thing anymore. But I, I understand why it's not a thing. Yeah. Anymore. Because well, people like the convenience of being able to sit at home, watch movies, and not have to actually physically go out and do it as an effort. But for me, like I said, that was an adventure. That was an experience. Yeah. And you know, being able to go, oh, mum, can, can we get this one? Or dad, what do you think of this one? Should we watch this one together? Or is this just like a you guys movie? Yeah. As fucking hell. But you know, you know what the funny thing is, what, what was for us. Now, I've still got it. Okay. But our old video camera. Now, our old video camera was the bigger. You had to hold it on your shoulder, and it took a full VHS cassette in it. Yeah. <laughs> now we, well, my dad knew how to rig it up. So that we could copy movie, okay? Yeah, yeah. So we go to the video store, borrow these movies, like, all right, dub them, take <laughs> so our own copy and take them back. We were doing piracy back in the early nineties before the internet. <laughs> so we just had this whole fucking collection of VHS tapes that we had just ripped off from the fucking video store. Yeah, but do you know what? Like, it was harmless fun. Like, at the end of the day, it, it was it was harmless fun. It was. I, I, I'm a big advocate for just, that. It's just that kind of experience. You just you don't get that anymore, and it's it's a little bit sad. But with that in that term of things, it's it's the times. Like, it was the times have changed. It literally was. And like, like, video stores, I understand they are obsolete now. There's there's no reason for them to be around. No, anymore. no. Like why? Yeah. Why do you even need them? But there was there's one thing that we haven't touched on that we need to go back to. Right. Rock wars. <laughs> Guys, if you don't know what oh, Rock Wars no, is, Rock Wars. we're going to explain it to you. Oh, so, no. in what I was saying before about the house that was being built next to mine. So, <laughs> essentially, they had only a foundation of the house built. 
but at the back of that foundation that there was a brick wall. So what we'd do, as per usual, would organize teams. You know what just came to me? What? That house next to your house, yeah. where the foundation was, yeah. that was basically our Gallipoli. Oh my God, it fucking was. <laughs> it, that was our battleground. It was. It was. Christ. Um, anyways, so what we'd do, we'd organize the teams up. So you'd have maybe like five or six on each team. And then, so five or six would basically have about a five to 10 minute spread to go and collect rocks. Um, we tried rocks consisted of, let's say, uh, broken brick, broken brick, pieces of mortar, um, generally brick, big rocks. Those sound, the, the rocks that clump up in sand. Yeah. Those ones, which those were the fun ones. They exploded when they hit someone. Yeah. It felt like a grenade. Yeah. Um, so anyways, you know, five or 10 minutes, get your fucking arsenal sorted. (laughs) You'd go position yourselves behind the wall and then the other people. wherever you could get cover. Correct. And then the other people would position themselves around the house that was being built. So there was part brick walls built. There was just random locations to hide. Anyway, so you'd have one team that's positioned all over the shop. The other team would generally congregate in the same sort of area and use it as just firepower, general firepower. Yeah. And someone would like you scream who, out something. Because you knew who your heavy throwers were. 100%. And they got the biggest rocks. Of course, of course. <laughs> now, this is a really, really dumb idea when you think about it. Oh, yeah. This is um, there was a lot of injuries oh, yeah. um, and bruises and cuts and grazes and... But do you know what? Suffice to say, Rock Wars didn't last long. It didn't. But when we did it, my God, that was fun. <sighs> Nothing will come close to Rock Wars <laughs> ever again. Oh, no. Could you imagine walking out now as a millennial fucking parent and going, what are you doing? And the child responds, Rock Wars, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would not fly. My parents, for some reason, were cool with me being in the house that's partially built that could crumble at any moment. You know, if, you because know, of our fort. I just have a feeling that, let's say, if, let's say, eventually the day when you and I have kids of our own. Yeah. If, if one of our kids says that to us, like, we go, what are you doing? Like, playing Rock Wars, Dad. Be like, just a single tear dropping down, going, and just PTSD flashbacks of Rock <laughs> Wars. Like, oh, God. Either that moment or me going, I'm going to come be a part of that. <laughs> you kicked the fuck! <laughs> yeah, you fucking run and hide. Um, wow. But, but yeah, it was something special. Like, dumb things. Very dumb. Yeah. Um, and like, even on the bikes. Like, do you remember ghosting bikes? Sorry? Ghosty bikes? How you, so is that what you you're riding and then you jump, you jump yourself and off? Yeah. <laughs> I did that so many times in my court. I remember. <laughs> but into cars that were turning into the court. Oh my god. I heard about that numerous times. Oh you my god. Not to mention, idiot. there was one time that I got so close to the car that was turning into the court, and I was still on my bike, and I'd veer off and forget to jump off the bike, and because of the edge of the gutter, it was built up a little bit. I'd ride my bike into the gutter. My balls would slap the front of the bike. I'd throw myself over the bike and I'd be crumpled on the ground in a fetal position, grabbing my nuts. Whilst the driver in the car is looking at me and going, you deserve that, you little cunt. That's <laughs> Which basically- Which is fucking true. You did, did fucking it deserve did because it. Because I fucking ruined their cars. <laughs> Simple. But another thing that I want to bring up, which is probably going to link more back to like a pop culture sort of thing mm. little things that we got into as kids that were basically nothing but they were our world yeah yeah main one well one of the main ones I can think of fucking Tarzos they were they were Ta- well for Americans pogs yeah were the Tarzos the ones that you could connect them as well they were a different type of Tarzos oh okay they're the ones I really like they did release the connect Tarzos yeah, yeah but I'm talking the old school original ones where were just the flat discs yeah from memory majority of the first ones were Looney Tunes what did we do with them? Was it just a collecting thing? It was. Start off as a collecting thing game? until we learnt the game. Yeah, that's right. And that didn't really become popular until Space Jam. Correct, yes. Because then they started releasing the Slammers. And, yeah. yeah. And that's where the game kicked in. A lot of fights over that. Oh, yeah. Tons of fights over Tarzos. Now, kids now will get upset if they don't get... If someone doesn't follow their fucking page or accept their friend request. Oh, my God, how times have changed. Yeah, it, it makes us... We're old. 
you know what? We're old, but I would not change the time that I grew up in. No, me neither. Because if, like, it was a good... <laughs> wait, when I first got internet, let me just say I didn't really have a good handle on how to use it. Mm. So me being the young, horny teenager that I was, <laughs> decided to jump on a porn website and start browsing through it. I did it for maybe half an hour. The day we got our phone, uh, the internet Half bill, an hour? Half an hour. Half an hour, so you pretty much loaded two pictures. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but we got a $96 bill. For what? I think, I don't know, I did something on the internet. Oh. Where, yeah, I'm not going to even go into it, but yeah, good luck trying to explain that to my mum and dad. You got busted. I got busted so severely that the internet was a non-existent thing in my house. So I resorted to fucking paint and pinball on Windows 95. <laughs> we all did it at some point. That was my life. Because I used to watch everyone else on their fucking internet. And there's me, the fucking peasant, sitting drawing lines on paint. Dude, the amount of times where I went on paint, filled the page black, got the spray, like the spray paint tool, and just picked every colour and started just fucking putting spray paint all over it because it looked magical. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of times I did that is too many for me to count. Oh, God. I was a fucking sad guy. But it was good times. It was good times. But as, but as like we were talking about before with the Tarzo thing, one other thing that it reminded me of, do you remember Odd Bods? I kind of do. Do you but... remember the cards? Uh, the not really. Cards? Not really. You don't remember the footy ones? Nah. Where they brought out the, the footy character Odd Bods and they had the hot spots. And you'd rub so it? So you'd have to rub it to make it hot and it would reveal what yeah, was underneath Yeah, I kind of it. vaguely do. I think if I saw what they looked like, I'd probably know what it was. I think I still have mine. Tony, that might actually be worth a bit. Dude, the amount of old stuff that I've kept is ridiculous. Yeah. I've got a pretty decent collection of old shit. I really need to look into keeping shit. Because that stuff is just... Prices. It's memories. Yeah. It's memories is what it is. It really is. And that's why they're so valuable because it's memories for other people. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, kids now, unfortunately, because times have changed, they don't get what we got. No. Which is sad. I would like, I would like to think if I'm a parent, I would like to try and replicate that. But I don't think it can be done. No. And like, I think I'd like to keep that authentic nature of them going out, playing with their friends, stay out all day. I don't care. Yeah. Check in with me. That's fine. Yeah. But... I want you to go and enjoy yourself. If yeah. you get hurt, fine. Come in, sort yourself out, and get back out there with the boys or girls or whoever you want to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. But just, yeah, I don't think that's going to be a possibility. No. Or even just the whole thing of, like I was talking about with the whole morning routine. Or the whole, like the Friday night thing could possibly be still be a thing. I think I'm going but to it, make that it, a it thing. It would be more of a, you'd do the whole thing, but then it would be your movie night and you'd pick what's on Whatever streaming service yeah, you're watching. Which is so you'd fine. Make it into a movie night. Correct. As opposed to like a movie, like a weekend. And I think I'd want that experience of doing that as a family. Like I yeah. love that idea because I find me looking back in my childhood, they were some of the most precious memories when we'd get together as a family to watch movies on a Friday night. Speaking of which, if you were to start that, yeah. what do you think would be the first movie that you'd want to show your kids? Oh my god. Oh my god. Ooh, I, that's oh. a doozy. How old are the kids? What, well, depending on the type of movie you want to show them, how would you want them to be? The younger bracket of six, seven, I think I'd be looking at The Lion King. You reckon at six or seven? I don't know. I don't know what the etiquette of fucking movies with young kids is. Yeah, so I guess you'd want it to be at an age where they would actually pay attention. Yeah, I don't I don't like the idea of having wanting to go to the movies with my kid. And him squirming around or she squirming around and not paying attention to it. Because I genuinely love the movie experience. Yeah. So it'd kind of spoil it for me. So I don't think I'd do that. So the first one you would pick would be Lion King. I think so. Yeah? That would be your first? Yeah. For me, it would have to be... Probably the first one I'd want to show him would be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that's fair enough. Because I fucking love that movie. Yeah, but you were also traumatised by that movie. I was, but then I got over it. (laughs) I've learned to deal with it in my older years. God. Fuck, I'm old. Yeah. Bottom line, we're old. That is true. That is true. But again, I wouldn't change it for the world. No, definitely not. So yeah, so if you have any other like fond memories and if you grew up in this sort of era, or even if you're a younger kid... Tell us about, well, if you want, drop us a line or fucking comment on our page. Yeah, tell us one of your favourite childhood memories. Or if something you guys did that was nostalgic and we haven't mentioned it, please. Or there's something that 
younger kids still do now that we used to do. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Fuck yeah. It'd be, inter- it'd be interesting to know. Well. Yeah, well, there we go. I enjoyed trip that down, topic. Trip down memory lane. That was a fun one. I yeah. really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Fucking hell. But anyways. So do you want to plug your ass or what? Yeah, uh, I can do myself. You do do the do, ah! do the rebels I'm one. Sure you can do I, do, I can, I can. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> if you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to go like and subscribe to us on Instagram at Rebels Without a Clue 03, Twitter Rebels Without a One, Facebook Rebels Without a Clue Podcast. You can also follow us on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, uh, Castbox, iTunes, SoundCloud. I said SoundCloud. Oh. Um, Spotify and Spotify. Yeah. So fucking, we're on. A lot of different platforms. Now, True. So, um, not True. hard to find us. Nice. No. So, get on it. Spread the word. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. And um, what about yourself? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at tboner80figs. Um, and you can also follow me on Snapchat at tboner018. And, Sorry, tboner18. And for myself, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat, all under the same handle of Braddles2505. So that's B-R-A-D-E-L-S-2505. And uh, I think that's a wrap, mate. That is an epic wrap after an epic episode. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was good fun. That was fun. So, so um, yeah. So, until next time. So, fucking until next time. Fucking up! Ah!